Hi, I'm Trevor, and welcome to Catching Up on Cinema. If you're not familiar with the program, Catching Up on Cinema is a movie review podcast wherein myself and uh, usually my co-host Kyle uh, will take turns introducing one another to films and in this way uh, help one another to catch up on our respective cinemas. Um, obviously, Kyle is not here today, so it's just going to be you and me. Uh, and today, we're going to be taking a look at an independent Japanese film by the name of Hydra. Uh, it came out this year, 2019, and it was directed and choreographed by a fellow by the name of Kensuke Sonomura. Um, I need to give a shout-out to the folks over at Film Combat Syndicate, uh, as they were the ones who granted me access to this film. Uh, they put out a notice asking for folks to review this film, uh, and I very enthusiastically threw my hand up because... Uh, I'm a lifelong fan of Japanese cinema, and not only that, I'm also a lifelong fan of martial arts cinema. Uh, so this was kind of a big deal for me. Um, I watched the uh, the trailer for the film, uh, English subtitle trailer, by the way, uh, via their website. Um, so I had an idea of what to expect. Um, to be honest, my first impression, just based purely on the trailer, was that, okay, this is a movie that appears to have very little, very little in the way of uh, production values and budget. Uh, you can tell it was definitely shot on the cheap, and I believe it's actually a featured directorial debut for Sonomura, who, um, to my surprise, has a very deep IMDb page um, with a variety of credits ranging from motion capture performances and a ton of video games that I've played, um, and many other CGI animated films like the Resident Evil films. Um, and he also has stunt credits on a lot of movies that I actually own, but um, I don't recognize him by face, so I didn't really know him as anything other than just a background performer. Um, most notably, he, he has a role in Death Trance, apparently, which is an excellent film. And uh, also a, a small movie by the name of Bushido Man, um, which he served as the action director on. Um, that's, a, that's a fun little movie if you haven't seen it before. This is not for everyone. Uh, like I said, it's definitely a, a low-budget production. Uh, but I'm always intrigued to see new things, and that's the one aspect of the trailer that really jumped out at me, is that uh, it's not a terribly action-heavy trailer, nor is it a terribly action-heavy film. Uh, however, the uh, the style of movement uh, that's showcased in the, the small, like the, cup, the couple of clips in the trailer, uh, the style of movement implemented in the choreography kind of intrigued me, uh, because it, it looks very different from almost anything you're you're likely to see. Um, and in that way, it actually brings to mind a, a movie that uh, recently came out on Shudder. Uh, it's by the name of Reborn. And actually, there is a bit of a connection between Reborn, which is directed by Yuji Shimomura. Um, the connection being uh, Uden Flameworks, which I saw got a uh, special thanks in the credits for Hydra. Uh, I think Kensuke Sonomura is maybe affiliated with them like maybe he used to work with that particular action troupe i'm not sure um but reborn funny story about reborn um like i said it's available on shutter now and it just so happened that when it, it debuted on that service i was in the middle of like a, a free one month trial uh, so i immediately jumped at the opportunity to watch that film um, but the funny story for me personally is that uh i've owned a german blu-ray of Reborn for at least a year now, um, but because the region encoding, I believe it's a region B disc, uh, I've been unable to watch it. 
So it's just been collecting dust on my shelf, and I've been very enthusiastic about seeing it because uh, Takasakaguchi, I've been following him since since Versus, which, if memory serves, uh, Yuji Shimomura did the choreography for as well. Um, and then, of course, they worked together several times over the years, um, most notably, in my opinion, in Death Trance. But um, point being, I've had this disc collecting dust on my shelf for at least a year, and uh, it's not until it just pops up randomly on Shutter that I'm, I'm able to finally fucking watch it. <laughs> um, and the funny thing is that like, there's a major contrast between Reborn, a fairly recent Japanese action film, independent action film, um, and this film, Hydra, in that Reborn is is like the second half of it is essentially one long like action demo reel. Uh, the the style of choreography implemented in that film, uh, I can't remember the name of the at onset advisor slash choreographer of that film, um, but they used some sort of uh, military combat system. That it's it's supposed to be this ultra close range. Uh, combat style oftentimes implementing knife work uh, that has a really fascinating form to it and a fluidity and a looseness to it that I've seen used in like Russian military combat systems but it's it's something you do not see on film very often and in fact it looks kind of goofy at times to be perfectly honest it's it's really beautiful uh, and very practical but at the same time it's just so unusual um, but yeah, the second half of Reborn is essentially just one long exhibition of that. It's just Takasakaguchi doing cool stuff to people. Um, and to be honest, it gets a little tedious. <laughs> it's like there, 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 is, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. Um, and similarly, like uh, John Wick 3. Uh, I remember my eyes started to glaze over a little bit when we're in Morocco and he and, and uh, Keanu Reeves and Halle Berry are just repeatedly shooting a bunch of nameless thugs. That's It's probably five stunt guys recycled over and over and over again. But it's all cool stuff, but there's zero drama to it. Um, and I'm, I'm a big proponent of making sure that the action and the violence counts for something. And also I'm a, I'm a big proponent of uh, the concept of uh, building to a fight is very important. Um, setting the stakes is very important. Um, it's it's like wrestling, where you build to a pay-per-view. You have to initiate the feud and then demonstrate the stakes, and then that makes the ensuing violence, uh, when it comes, count for that much more. And uh, Hydra attempts to do a bit of that. Reborn, not so much. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, I've been rambling about Reborn. I should probably get to Hydra. But before I do that, I still have more to say. I just wanted to set the stage a bit, I guess. Um, most of my background with Japanese action cinema I, consists of, like, two chunks of time. Like, the 1970s, so a lot of Sonny Chiba movies. I've, I've seen many a Sonny Chiba movie. I own many a Sonny Chiba movie. Big fan. Um, and then the year 2000, when Versus came out, uh, Ryuhei Kitamura's Versus, uh, that kind of got the ball rolling. That that got my interest when I was, what, 13, 14 years old. And it set me on the path to acquiring, like gobbling up all sorts of uh, Japanese action films because thanks to like the international success of things like The Matrix and Charlie's Angels and stuff, uh, the Japanese film market was starting to, to play that game. Um, I'm not an expert in Japanese action cinema, but 
as from an outsider's standpoint, like an educated outsider, but still an outsider, I get the sense that like martial arts and stunt work are largely relegated to costume dramas. So like samurai, like chambara films, like samurai films and stuff and uh, tokusatsu. So like Kamen Rider and Super Sentai and Ultraman and stuff. Uh, oftentimes roles that you know the the very talented stunt performers are required to wear masks and aren't really given much opportunity to become like household names and whatnot um not even on the level of like a haruo nakajima the the guy who wore the original godzilla suit and stuff um but after the 2000s i feel like all the all the energy and enthusiasm that came with that movement kind of died off uh, and I've kind of been starved of of Japanese action entertainment for almost a decade now. I, I feel like they're very, very few and far between, just like pure action cinema. Like they were all over the place in the 2000s, but we get into the 2010s uh, and you start to see like a, a trend towards emulating the Hollywood market, um, very similar in the sense that we're doing anime and manga adaptations like crazy just like the the Marvel and the DC movies in Hollywood. And a lot of them have action sequences and stuff, but more and more you're starting to see the style of action cater towards uh, CGI compositing and whatnot, um, just special effects shenanigans, more so than traditional stunt work. Um, in fact, like one of the only examples I can think of that really highlighted just pure awesome stunt work uh, was the... Uh, Ruroni Kenshin trilogy. Um, if you haven't seen those, check them out. Uh, truly magnificent uh, choreography and swordplay. Even though it's <laughs> it's pretty obvious they're they're basically using fun noodles on each other from time to time. Like it's pretty obvious they're using like really phony swords from time to time. But just uh, I mean, just just buy into the drama and just watch the the fluidity of the movement because it's really beautiful stuff. Um, but yeah, the, really the point I'm trying to make here is that I'm really big on martial arts cinema. I'm really big on Japanese cinema. Uh, the two of those things don't come together very often, at least in my lifetime. Uh, so every opportunity I get to, to check out a film of this category, I, I jump at the opportunity. I do crazy things like reach out to people on social media uh, to get me access to movies like this. Uh, so here we are. Um, the most recent example that I can think of is, a, of, if you ask me, a very disappointing film. Uh, I can't recall how it was reviewed by a film combat syndicate or the folks over at City on Fire. Um, but there's a film by the name of uh, Karate Kill, or Karate Kill. Uh, it's directed by a fellow by the name of uh, Kurando Mitsutake. Um, and the, I guess, supposed star of the film is a gentleman by the name of Hayate. Um, this was a that movie was immensely disappointing. <laughs> um, I mean, I I got a weird vibe from the trailer, and it doesn't help that the the director is also known for directing a, a film by the name of Gun Woman. Um, there's a you know subgenre of Japanese cinema called pink cinema that's you know it's kind of like kitschy, softcore porny, um, and this definitely starts to scratch the surface of that subgenre and it it's not exactly what I'm looking for personally maybe maybe there's a market for that it's not my market but moreover I was just kind of disappointed in the action choreography uh, because the initial teaser for the film has this uh 
basically it was a one take action scene it's like a, a group combat sequence where hayate is surrounded by four maybe five guys and they all jump him all at once and he very you know fluidly takes all of them out one at a time and it's all in one take and for whatever reason they have this artistic flourish of rotating the camera it's a stationary camera but it, it rotates in place on its axis like it goes upside down and continues to rotate over and it's very distracting if you ask me it kind of hurts the scene more than help it uh you know at the end of the day a one take action scene is always impressive but when you start doing goofy shit like that it starts to starts to grate on you a little bit but that was the initial teaser and that piqued my interest but then when when you actually saw the movie it was kind of like oh oh like the martial arts is kind of taking a backseat to everything else and then what's more the the style of martial arts um like i had said in the case of of reborn um it is very unique but at the same time uh <sighs> unique isn't enough you know sometimes playing to the camera is very very important it's always been said that truly great fighters like actual legitimate fighters um, very seldom make good on-screen combatants oftentimes because they they don't have the dramatic instincts um, real fighting involves very compact motions it's it's about uh, striking quickly and maintaining your defensive posture in one fluid motion as opposed to like throwing your arm out and making a big grand gesture to make sure the camera catches all the information it needs to in a single frame or whatever um, and Hayate very well may be a fantastic martial artist, uh, but it did not play to the camera very well. <laughs> I'll just say that much. Um, but anyway, uh, so the basic setup for Hydra is, is fairly simple. Um, in some ways, I think that's one of the film's strengths, is that it's not terribly complicated and there aren't too many characters. Um, surprisingly enough acting performances though i don't really recognize that many people in the cast are fairly solid all around um the script is a little overcomplicated for its own good um I, th I feel that sometimes it reaches a bit further than it has any right to mostly in the sense that um the story makes a lot of allusions uh, to larger concepts uh, that are not explored in the actual film. They're just kind of implied and foreshadowed in such a way that um, leads me to believe this this might actually double as a pilot for a series or something. Um, I'll I'll come back to that later. But uh, yeah, the the cast is is fairly fairly impressive actually. Um, our lead uh, playing a character by the name of Takashi, uh, who is a a chef at the titular Hydra restaurant. It's a restaurant bar. Um, that is, of course, also the title of the film. Um, Takashi is a man, is a quiet guy. Um, he has like a burning intensity about him that actually leads to some fun moments of comedy uh, because he, it's fairly obvious to us, the viewer, that th this is a man who has a, a dark past. Um, but this is also a man who moonlights as a chef at a bar restaurant um, owned and run by a very young woman who he's very protective of. Um, and he kind of has like that uh, overly protective father uh, air of menace about him, um, which, like I said, le like lends itself to some comedic moments with, uh, I believe the character's name is Kenta. He's like the, the waiter that works there. But Takashi is played by an actor by the name of Masanori Mimoto, um, who, funny enough, uh, he is in 
uh, Reborn, if I remember right. Um, he's He doesn't have too big of a role in Reborn. In fact, I remember being disappointed by him because the way the... Uh, the way the editing and the camera worked worked out in that movie, um, you're led to believe that he's going to be like the equivalent to like a boss fight or something in that movie, um, and it does kind of lead to that. Um, Tak Sakaguchi has like a I think a two on one fight or he's the one, and uh, Masanori Mimoto is one of the two and uh, that fight Tak Sakaguchi. It's a knife fight. Every fight in that movie is a knife fight. But anyway, uh, Mimoto has he has a look to him. And he moves incredibly well, as as we'll see in in Hydra for sure, um, where he's the leading man and gets to strut his stuff. Um, but in Reborn, um, kind of felt like he was underutilized because something about the way he was framed and the way his scenes were edited made me made me think there was going to be more of him. But he's kind of excused from he's like dismissed from the film kind of unceremoniously. Um, but yeah, the basic plot of Hydra. I'm, gonna try not to spoil anything um just revolves around this character takashi and his uh sordid past kind of coming back to bite him in the ass a little bit and uh some shenanigans happen and uh rina uh, the girl who he's very protective of who owns the restaurant that he works at um most likely because he's trying to protect her and uh we learn that they have a familial connection of some sort at some point in the movie um, she, of course, gets embroiled in things, and merry mishaps ensue. I mostly enjoyed Hydra. Um, it's very, it's a very quaint movie in a lot of ways. The production values are not going to knock your socks off by any means. Um, however, they do make some good use of like moody colored lighting, and uh, they make good use of the city that they're filming in. Uh, it it's obviously a very low budget production, but it doesn't feel overly cheap. If that makes sense. Um, I've seen many a shit like bargain bin DVD direct to DVD movie. And, uh, this looks a lot more handsome than a lot of those. And that that's, that's huge. That's really important when you're trying to sell a film. I found it kind of curious that, um, the font and the soundtrack for this film, uh, and again, the like neon lighting used on occasion, kind of, kind of make you feel like we're we're aiming for like a, a 80 like 80s trash vibe of some sort um but it's not terribly consistent um in some ways i like the the colder moments of the film i guess um, where the color was kind of washed out and there wasn't as much music um, because in some ways i found it intrusive mostly because it wasn't consistent but like i said it's a it's a fairly simple film um there's not a whole lot to hate like I said, the the acting, you're not really going to recognize many faces in this movie. Um, like I said, the only people I recognized are people who have been punched in other movies. Uh, and there was a little bit of a surprise appearance by uh, Tomoro Otaguchi, um, who, as far as I know, used to be a Takashi Miike regular. Um, he has a look to him uh, that lends itself to any film. Uh, he just has this this like perpetual scowl that it just works like he has a wonderful face for film and I was very happy to see him here even though he's only in a small portion of it um, he's actually a very important character to the plot um, but his his inclusion in it is kind of weird because um, he kind of rolls in and out of the film like a turd in the wind um, <laughs> for lack of a better term um, but the the main thing we're all here to talk about is the action 
um, and it's fantastic. Uh, this film is very bottom-heavy, uh, mostly in the sense that, yes, uh, the action component is fantastic. Uh, however, you you ought to know that it's not, it's not gonna it's not reborn. Reborn at at a certain point in that film just turns into just an action highlight reel. It's nothing but punching and violence and stabbings. It I don't know how many stabbings there are in that movie. Probably like three hundred. Um, Hydra is not that. Um, Hydra spends a lot of time. Um, teaching us about the characters. Um, it has a sense of humor about itself, which, again, I think is to its benefit. Um, but in terms of the action component, it doesn't really kick in until about the halfway point. And then uh, there aren't that many sequences where people are punched. Um, but when those sequences take center stage, uh, you will not be disappointed. Um, a huge point of why I was very enthusiastic about seeing this film is because in watching the trailer for it, um, funny enough, uh, the trailers uh, don't exactly put the action f- at the forefront of the of the trailer edit, um, which I think is actually a very honest way of marketing the film, uh, surprisingly enough. But what I got from those trailers, though, was the few flashes of, of violence and martial arts that we saw in it um, displayed a style of choreography um, and movement. Uh, movement is is actually the the core concept, I think, of, of what brought me to the film. Uh, the the style of choreography in this film is very very unique. Um, I don't think I can name a single other film that looks this way when I, when the fighting is happening. Um, it's a very I don't know what sort of martial art they used. Um, I suspect that uh, Masanori Mimoto is part of Uden Flameworks, which would explain why he's in Reborn. Um, and I, like I had mentioned earlier, I know they used a, a very specialized like military martial art technique um, in choreographing that film, which is why that also looks very unique. Um, this one, though, just... I, I really enjoyed how, uh, how back and forth the fights felt. And I also enjoyed how how the number of actual blows landed um, is actually very few. There's a lot of a lot of handwork, a lot of sparring that happens, um, and a lot there's there's a lot of a lot of work that goes into every clean blow landed in these fights. Um, there's a lot of trapping of limbs and like joint locks and throws and um, a lot of knife choreography that feels intensely violent even though the bloodletting and the actual again the actual number of blows landed is not very off is not very high it has a really great ebb and flow to it um where it where it feels like it feels almost like a very 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 fast paced chess match where you have two you have two immensely skilled combatants going at it who can match each other move for move um and it's not until one of them like misses a beat or something that an advantage starts to be gained and yeah uh if you're if you have any interest in martial arts cinema um you absolutely need to see the again like the not terribly plentiful um uh combat sequences in this film uh because uh all credit to both Sonomura and Mimoto, and I can't remember the other name of the choreographer. I believe there are three choreographers that worked on this film, and uh, it shows. 
it's it's very what we get is very 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 well put together um, and I I would be very excited to see another collaboration maybe with more of an emphasis put on uh, putting the action choreography center stage but then again um, as I had mentioned earlier uh, I actually like the way the violence is is portrayed in this film I like that it it has a sense of dramatic weight to it um, you actually give a shit who wins and loses. Um, the timing of the fights feels right, where it's like, oh, this, this is we're you're primed and ready for it when it comes, and it means more because there's less of it. Unfortunately, I, I don't know the names of the the other stunt performers who work opposite Mimoto, and uh, in particular, the fellow who plays a character who I dubbed Stinky. Uh, <laughs> Who, he's also the an- chief antagonist of the film, at least in terms of like physical presence in the film. Basically, he's he's the big fight at the end. Um, I named him Stinky because uh, that's basically what Tomoro Taguchi says to him when he gets in his car. Uh, he says, like, you need to change your clothes, bud. <laughs> and uh, I don't think he had a name, so I was just like, oh, I guess I'm going to call him Stinky. Um, unfortunately, I don't know Stinky's name, but, but yeah, Stinky and, and Mimoto, uh, they... Uh, they put on a hell of a show, and I'm I'm very glad I got to see it. I'd be very curious to see. I don't know about the direction, and I don't know about the screenwriting, uh, but I definitely want to see more of Masanori Mimoto, uh, the gentleman who played Takashi. Uh, he's obviously he's got screen presence when, at least when he's in action. Um, he's the, he's not asked to do too much as an actor. Uh, it's pretty it's a pretty basic role. He just has to look intense and distant, and he does that capably. Uh, but the way he moves is something I I need more of in my life. Um, so many martial artists on film, like everybody has their own brand when it comes to the way they move, and uh, he's got one. If you ask me, uh, I would definitely like to see more from him. Um, and I hope that he gets more roles in the future. Uh, my guess is that being as this is, I think, the first film from uh, Kensuke Sonomura, if not one of the first, um, if this does well, you know, maybe they'll have more collaborations, especially since uh, we have three choreographers listed and the director's one of them, as is the star. Um, so I, I would not be surprised if we have more collaborations from them in the future. Um and, you know, now that we have Reborn on Shudder, like a movie that was actually completed at least a year ago, maybe maybe even two years ago, uh, playing to a semi-international audience. I say semi because Shudder is, you know, it's a, it's a streaming service that not everyone has. It's not quite Netflix or something. Um, the hope is that, you know, small Japanese productions like this, Japanese action productions like this, uh, get some good publicity and... Uh, get some good financing down the road and maybe they can move on to bigger and better things. Um, but yeah, uh, it needs to be said, I'm very thankful to the folks over at Film Combat Syndicate for uh, giving me the chance to view this film. One thing that's really interesting about it is that it feels like a pilot, actually. It feels like a TV show in some ways. Like like I said, there's a handful of pointless scenes in this movie that feel like they could have been excised, but they also feel like something that would play well to like having commercial breaks or something and even the way this movie ends it feels like a prelude it feels like a prologue to a much bigger story um like because tomorrow taguchi he just exits the film right after he explains what what his deal is so it feels like 
a first swing at something that's like we don't have the financing to actually pursue this but maybe if we we make this pilot or something we can we can inspire people to like give us give us the financing we need to make the whole thing so i it's hard for me to think of this as a film because it's structured very strangely in that it's very bottom heavy and not much actually happens um but as like a as like a pilot for maybe a tv series or something or like a yeah like a mini series like a eight episode series or something i think it would be pretty cool in fact hey eight-headed hydra eight eight episodes of a series um so maybe they'll go that direction that's my expectation um but yeah it's it's not a amazing work of quality outside of the fight choreography and whatnot but like i said i've seen far worse films in fact i've named far worse films on this recording like karate kill is a far worse movie um that seemed to have a lot more enthusiasm put behind it hell it got a international blu-ray release so uh, hopefully Hydra can do the same. Um, anyway, again, thank you so much to the folks over at Film Combat Syndicate, and uh, thank you so much for listening, if you managed to listen, because I know I've been rambling for a long time. Uh, catch you next time.